All right. Good evening, Chavra. Feels like it's been uh, it's been a long time since. Uh, how long has it been since we had this year? Two weeks. Right. Three weeks. I thought two weeks ago was the Siyum. Last week I wasn't here. What was the week before? Chaim, there's no need to say it like that. There's no, there's no need. <laughs> what time did I come, Chaim? <laughs> that was like three months ago. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Really make a guy feel good. Thank you. All right, Chaim, Baruch Hashem, it's up. It's a big zechos, a big zechos. I'll tell you, I have to tell you just where I was last, last Thursday. So I was in Eretz Yisrael. Last Thursday was the yard site of Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach. So um, they have every year by his yard site, they, he's buried in Har Menuchos in Yerushalayim. They have a huge gathering there. So someone took me and... Um, and... And... Um, they have like a kumzitz by the kever, which is really incredibly beautiful. And then they dab a mincha. They dab a mincha on the street of the of the cemetery. But it's not just a regular mincha. It's mamish like a, it's a mincha with nigunim, a mincha with singing. Mincha, this is a Thursday afternoon. Mincha was an hour and a half. Wow. Mincha was an hour and a half. It was such a, such a beautiful, I'll tell you a funny story. So in the middle of davening mincha, and my, my phone... It was just my wife and I, and so my kids are home, and I see my kids, I, I, I had like 15 missed calls from my kids. You know, you're away, you're happy, as you go. So my daughter comes, Tati, Tati, you're on TV. <laughs> I, I, I said, so they were, they were live streaming on Israeli news, the, the Karl Bach, the Karl Bach thing. And I realized I was standing right next to Shliach Tzibor. I was standing right next to him because it was Simcha Hachbal from, from Hebron, who I happened to have a personal show. So he invited I, I was standing right next to him. So because he didn't answer his phone. Because I did it right. I did it right. So, so, so little did I know. Mamish, like he was. But, you know, just, so that's where I was. You know, sometimes, like, you realize that you could be worlds apart one week from another. I think, like, a week ago, Mamish, and you should have seen, like, I have to tell It's not for now, but... Har says, as I was on the way out of where Shlomo was buried, on the way out towards the street, that's also where the where the Chida, Chaim David Azulai, uh, one of the great Mikubalim, is buried as well. So I went into his cavern, actually David Mariv. But by the time we finished Mincha, it was already time for Mariv. Hey, so on the way out, they were still David Mincha. I, I had to leave. I, I could, I'm even I'm like, I felt like a balabas. I'm like, this is Shul is going too long over here. Shul is going too long. And there was nowhere to go for Kiddush, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, it definitely, I, 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 it was a new perspective. It was a new perspective. There was also a very long drasha, so now Mamish, I got everything. I felt like a balabas. So, um, so on, the, on the way out, on the way out, so I, I, so I dive in my riff on the way out, and then I was walking out with my wife. I said, you know, let's stop in. Here's the cover of the Chida. And do you ever get to come to the cover of the Chida? So I'm diving in the cover of the Chida. And literally, I'm in the middle of davening. A guy walks in with a guitar. It's the keper of the chida, and he just starts playing. He just starts playing the most stirring and beautiful nigunim I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, if maybe, maybe it's, it's sometimes it sounds funny. Sometimes you can find olam haba even in a cemetery. 
that you could even find Olam Haba in, in, a, in, a, in a base Olam. It's an incredible, incredible thing. But anyway, so Baruch Hashem, last week was there. This week, Baruch Hashem, back here with all of you in the Piazzetzna and, 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 and the egg rolls. They were not egg rolls. They did not have egg rolls on Haram Menuchos. That's uh, that's a shah. So we'll say, so let's say it is. It, it's, the truth is, wherever there are Jews, it's always better. And wherever the Piazzetzna is, that's always where it's better as well. So we'll say, so we're continuing today in Merz Hashem. In, we find ourselves in Oschas. In Oschas. Right, so Oschas. So mostly we actually began this, we actually began this a little bit in the last shear, but it's Kedai to, to kind of go back a little bit. So page 20, page 20. And again, I made, I made copies as well for anyone who needs. So we'll say, let's begin. Right, it's the Piazzetz now. Shnei divarim nechutzim lanu, ushneim chaseim lanu. We'll say this, you know, the, this line by itself is such a beautiful line. The Piazzetz now writes, there are two things in life that are absolute necessities, and ironically, those are the two things that we often lack. Two things I need, nuchutzim, it's, it's a necessity, and they're often the very same things that I lack. Says the Piyaz, that's no what are the things that I need. Hisrachmos v'shichlo hamachshava. So I will say, one, of course, is the concept that we've been speaking about this entire time. Remember, hisrachmos means expansiveness, v'shichlo hamachshava, and clarity of thought. So mindfulness, that's been the topic the entire time, to become mindful, attentive people, to become thoughtful individuals. So on one hand, I need the expansiveness, clarity of thought, mindfulness, but what's the other piece I need? Vigam his oros vis rakshos. How would you translate this? His oros vis rakshos. His oros means like an awakening. His rakshos, how would you translate that? Feeling or inspiration. Right, right. Regesh is a feeling, but we're just going to translate this as a phrase. It's always an instruction. We're going to translate as inspiration. Piagetson says two things I need in life: mindfulness and inspiration. And the two things that I need most in order to be successful are often the two things that what that I lack. That I lack. So both the swatches BMS Piagetson is BMS Shneim Shem Echadheim. The truth is, these concepts are very much interlinked with one another. So we'll say, this is incredible. You know, we've spoken about this before. You know, we've all had those moments of life of tsar, just pain. And I will say, what happens in those moments of tsar? So ultimately, I daven, I daven, and there's a mindfulness in that tefillah. They will say, now, why is there an automatic mindfulness in prayer that comes in a state of tsar, in a state of pain. Because what does pain create? What need. does pain create? Need, right? And it's that need that ultimately creates a sense of inspiration. In other words, when I know that I'm in trouble and I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I am inspired to be able to connect with Him. I, I, I need Him. It's, it's, such a, it's such an acute feeling. And in that, moment of, in that moment of inspiration that's driven from need, there's also mindfulness. It will say, right? Isn't it amazing? Think about, because you've all had a moment like this, where I, I'm, I, have, I have a tzara, I have a, real, I have a real challenge. You know what's amazing when you daven and you're in pain? What's amazing? What doesn't happen when you're in pain and you daven? Distraction. Distraction. Right? Isn't it incredible, right? No one ever said, I had this horrible problem. I was diving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help, and you're not going to believe it. My mind wandered to my business. <laughs> it, what, isn't, isn't that incredible? Well, what, why is that? So the Piagetzna wants to suggest because inspiration and mindfulness are linked. 
And often again, he's giving the example over here of pain, and he's going to use the Piagetsna is going to use pain as a very as an anchor in this process. Although it's not it's not necessarily just linked to pain, but he's saying over here when I dive into Hakadosh Baruch Hu mitoch tzara in dimul machshava chaselo, I'm not lacking mindfulness. I'm there. I'm there. I'm attentive. I'm in. There's no wandering. There's no distractions. Ha'im b'sha. When I'm davin, and I'm inspired, because remember again, even yamim noraim, I'm not inspired the entire time, but in those moments that I'm inspired, is mindfulness lacking for me? I, do, do, I, do I have a problem concentrating? Again, he's trying to create this relationship between this sense of mindfulness, this sense of inspiration, and mindfulness. Lo, so we'll say, it's an incredible thing. So in that moment, ultimately, of inspiration, inspiration often reads mindfulness. And in that moment, And in that moment, I can literally visualize like I'm standing before God. There's no visualization problem. There's no mindfulness problem. I'm in. I'm in. And again, I'm not relating to a God who's distant and far away. Who am I relating to? I'm talking to God who is right next to me. Who's right next to me. Who's right next to me? Who's when I'm in need, when I'm in need, it's an incredible thing. When I'm in need, who do I talk to? I don't talk to God, the King. I don't talk to God, the Master. Who do I talk to? God, my Father. God, my Father. So I will say, you see this incredible relationship here, because in that moment when I'm inspired, and again, he's referring to over here an inspiration that comes. We'll call it, I guess what we'll call it is inspiration which stems from desperation, which often is the most profound kind of inspiration, right? Raymond, shalom aleichem, al-chaba. Hey, take something to eat. Take something to eat. Good, this chair, chair over here. Good. So ultimately, again, so there's, there's that, thank you, there's that inspiration that comes from a sense of desperation. But in that moment... I have to just tell you something. This man got me... From JFK to Baltimore in three hours. Wow. <laughs> Only Mashiach on the wings of eagles could do that. Could do that. And Ray Smith. Oh, Hashem. Incredible. Incredible. No, incredible. Incredible. And it, I mean, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. Don't get me wrong. But I'm I, 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 I just saying, it, you know. But, but three hours. Three hours. Door to door. It, it's great. It, it, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I'll tell you just hashkacha practice in this. This is like mamish. Like, I could tell. You know, sometimes you don't know where Akadosh Baruch Hu wants you to be. It's good to me, Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted me to be back in Baltimore. Because when I came, we had to fly through JFK. Three hours from JFK to Baltimore. Yeah. Right? Sure, was it, sure was it Newark? <laughs> no, it was JFK. That's what he told you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll tell you even better. Tell you even better. I got, I landed and was out of the airport within 30 minutes. 
Wow. wow. Oh my gosh. International? Yeah, for Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to our, back to our, back to the VHS. You have to go back and get your wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot my wife at the airport. She's still That's there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I knew something was missing. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> try. So you talked to Ray the whole way back. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray's good. I so actually sorry. caught up on all my email. That's, that's what I did. All right. In any event, we'll say, so now the is as follows. So there is that inspiration that comes from desperation. And, and in that moment, at the end of the day, there is that mindfulness that comes as well. And the Piagetna says, that inspiration that comes creates a closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, Rach, Shemach Shavazu, Sheyesh Bishas Hislavos, Here's what's incredible. What's sometimes the most difficult part of that moment of inspiration? What's the most difficult part? The most difficult part often is that you can't recreate it. Right? So I have that moment of inspiration, and then when I want to try to reclaim it later on, I just I can't get it. I can't get it. I, I just I can't I can't take hold of it again. And the Piagets narrates something, he says something so beautiful. He explains. So first of all, he's going to explain issue number one. And the, the, so there, there's a number of different things that are unfolding over here. The first is the premise of the Piagetsna. And the premise ultimately is, the premise ultimately is that where there is mindfulness, or, and I should say mindfulness and inspiration are interdependent. They go together. They go together. And therefore, again, where there is one, by definition, ultimately, again, it yields the other as well. Now, we're going to see that that relationship takes on different forms in different ways, but often there's that interconnection. Number two, where there is that sense of inspiration, ultimately, there's a sense of closeness. Now, the Piaget, like I said before, is focusing on this inspiration which comes from desperation. After the desperation passes it's often difficult to reclaim that sense of inspiration. So why is that? He says, because first of all, inspiration, which comes from desperation, is the lowest form of inspiration, right? Which, which, which makes sense, which makes sense. In other words, when I'm inspired because, I, 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 what's my choice? What's my choice? I need, and I was like, what is it? There's no atheist in the foxhole. You know, when, when, you're, when you're down and out and you're in trouble and you need a Kodesh Baruch Hu, of course, of course, I'm going to come close to him. So there's an inspiration that comes from that, but that's a low form of inspiration. And I was like, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal in life is to feel inspired and feel connected even when things are great, right? On a, on a given day, when everything is going according to plan, I tell you, we should be zochet to a day like that, right? On, on a given day, where everything is just Baruch Hashem working out well, to feel a sense of connection even then, that's the highest level. Connection from Tsar, connection from Tsar works, but so therefore, once that inspiration from desperation passes, it's difficult to reclaim it. Base. Second issue, second issue, writes the Piaget, is what? Is this idea, is this idea that, here's what happens, I will say. Remember, inspiration and mindfulness, what's, what's the common denominator between the two of them? Is that they're not rooted in the physical reality of my life. Right, just like mindfulness is a step above my physical reality, inspiration is also a step above my physical reality. So what's the problem? 
often when the inspiration passes, I try to reclaim it, but I'm trying to reclaim it from a state of physicality. I'm back now in my gufni state, in my physical state, and I'm trying to reclaim something that is not part of the realm of the physical. Now again, this is all going to make a little bit more sense in a bit. He says, Skip a little bit. So writes the Piyajatzna. Something very interesting. He says as follows. Purity of thought. I will say we're using a lot of terms interchangeably as well. Because purity of thought also refers over here to the concept of mindfulness. So this idea, this purity of thought, this mindfulness, Tuluya is dependent on inspiration. So I will say, we, we just pivoted a little bit over here. Because what the Piaget's not said before is both mindfulness and inspiration are shnehem shehem echad. There are two things that are one. Here, the Piagetzna goes ahead and really sharpens it a little bit, and he says, Machshava Tahora, purity of thought or mindfulness, is fundamentally dependent on inspiration. So we'll say, so look what we've just done over here. The Piagetzna now has just informed us that the way to achieve a sense of mindfulness, of awareness, and remember again, we've defined this entire time according to the Piagetzna, what does it mean to be mindful? What it means to be mindful is to be ever cognizant of the, ex- of the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. But to be aware of a God who's not a master, but to be aware of a God who's what? Who's what? Or not a king, but a father. A father, a sense of closeness. Now the Piaget says, by the way, you know how to get there? And by the way, he's given us a couple of answers how to get there. Right? You saw Amun Pshuta, simple faith. Here the Piaget says, the way to get there is inspiration. You need to be inspired in order to be able to get to a state of mindfulness. Listen to these words. If a person were able to soften his heart and be perpetually inspired, I'd be a mindful person. So now what he's saying is that at the end of the day, the key to mindfulness, the key to clarity of thought is a sense of inspiration. Page 21. Conversely, I will say, if I was more mindful, I could also be more inspired. So we're going to see really the two, like the, they're one. They're one. Mindfulness and inspiration. Now, what we're really going to see, as much as he's saying, if you're inspired, you can be mindful, and if you're mindful, you can be inspired, really the way it's going to work, really the way it's going to work, is inspiration is going to be the gateway to mindfulness. If somehow I could tap in and harness an inspired life or create an inspired life, that's what creates what he calls the clarity of thought, the purity of thought, and the mindfulness of life. So therefore, again, says the Piazetzna, I have to work on both of these things. I have to work ultimately again on increasing my machshava clarity of thought mindfulness, and at the same time enhancing and increasing my sense of inspiration. So we'll say, so now let's let's begin to dig into this. He says, "Emar me'ata lo levad be'inyan hisrach vos hamachshava tzrichim ledaber rak gam ech lo orer is hislavos halif nechapes eitzos v'tachpulos." We'll say, so now what's the million dollar question? What's the million dollar question? Which for many of us is the million dollar question. Even before we start learning the sefer, is 
How do I get inspired? How do you get inspired without the mindfulness? I'm having, I don't understand. Oh, so wait, good. Let's see, let's see, good. You're, you're saying why? Don't you have to have an awareness in order yeah, to be good? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're absolutely right. He's going to show us in just a second. Now, the Piaget's, now before he explains, so our mayor's question is good because it sounds like intuitively mindfulness should be the first step. In other words, if we understanding mindfulness essentially as God awareness, so isn't God awareness a prerequisite ultimately to inspiration? So we'll, we'll explain this in just a moment. So that, but the Piaget says, let's focus now a little bit on inspiration. How do I become inspired? Let's find some strategies, some ideas. So the Piaget says, his lotion over here is a, very, is a very strong lotion. He says, let's try to find strategies to become inspired. And hopefully Hashem will help us. He'll illuminate our eyes and help us at the end of the day. His lashon is to raise ourselves out from the impurity that we are stuck in up until our necks. <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's a strong, in other words, what, remember again, what the Piazetna is, is highlighting. Why, why is he using this lashon over here? Because the truth is, say, what's the greatest obstacle ultimately again to inspiration? I'm sorry. What's the greatest absolute inspiration? The greatest obstacle is like I'm often in life surrounded by negativity and impurity. Right? In other words, that that there there there's so much stuff that's happening in my life that's holding me back that that that's what it is. In other words, that you know, you know, like Chazal call it Tovel Bisharis Biado. Right? The person goes to the mikvah, only one problem, they're holding a dead rodent in their hand. Right? So you can go up, down, in, out, backflips, everything in the mikvah, right? It, it doesn't make a difference. You're telling me because you're holding on to that source of impurity. How many times does it happen in life? I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's only one problem. I'm not letting go of the impurity. And if I don't let go of the... And I will say, by the way, it's, if we're honest, because Arab Shab is a good time to be honest, right? which, is, which is something interesting. A lot of times we don't get traction in life. We just don't get traction, right? And I'm, and I'm doing good stuff, right? I'm, I'm trying, like, but I'm not moving myself forward. If we're honest, more often than not, the reason I don't move myself forward is because I'm unwilling to let go of my sherets. It's not that I'm not doing good things. I'm doing a lot of great things in life, but I'm not, I love that sherets. I love him. I love him. He's been with me this entire time. I've named him. I pet him. I talk to him, right? He's been with me right through, through good times, bad times, peaks, valleys, right? I'm not willing to let go. And it sounds so foolish when we talk about it. But also, we all do it. We have character traits I know that are bad. Behaviors I know that are bad. Friends that are they're not a good influence, right? Behaviors, hobbies, different things. I know, I, I, I know. It's my sherets, but it's my beautiful little sherets, right? We've been together for years. Okay, so you, you can do whatever you want in life. But at the end of the day, if that sherets is still there, that's the Piagetzna means. The Piagetzna says, maybe there's a way. Obviously, you have to let go of your sherets. But after I let go of my sherets, maybe there's a way just that I can lift myself forward in life. So I'm about to say, look what he writes. Vine. <laughs> so the Vijetna says, if we're gonna if we're gonna focus over here on like trying to achieve spirituality, uh, excuse me, inspiration through the soul. Maybe that's in other words, 
That, that sounds like the first step. Well, inspiration comes from within. Okay, so what do I have to do with my neshama in order to go out and be inspired? It says that that's not a bad approach. Bad approach, because remember again, he already spoke about this. Anything in life that has to begin with the soul, you've probably lost the battle before you even started. Because it's very hard to control the soul. The one thing I can control much more is what? It's the body. It's the body. So let's start with inspiration for the writes. So this is incredible. Let's not start with spiritual inspiration, but rather with physical inspiration. Now, what, what does that mean? Because the truth is, any form of inspiration, even physical inspiration, ultimately is a pathway to spiritual inspiration. He goes on, This mashal is so beautiful. He gives a parable. So we'll say, there's a story, a mashal, write a parable. Imagine a man has a son, and his son was incarcerated. His son was put in jail. And the only time that the father has the ability to go and see his son is when? When the warden goes in to see the prisoner. So, right, there's, there's no visiting hours. So only when the warden goes in to see the prisoner, the father could go in with the warden to see his son. Okay. So now, again, now remember, the father, when he goes in to see his son, what does he have to do? He has to talk about the case. He has to talk about the trial. He has to talk about the appeal. He has to talk about all the legal details, right? So now, again, the father only has one opportunity to go in. All he could do is go ahead and go in when the warden goes in. So there's so much to talk about, else the case. So good to be a Jetson writes. Ha'av ha'pesi, if the father is a fool, ke'van shalitzorach mishpato pascha, gamhu enu medaber rak imo me'inyin mishpato. So if the father is a fool, what does he do? He goes in. And when the warden goes in, what does the father do? He pulls up a chair. He says, okay, let's talk strategy. Let's talk strategy. What are we going to do? I called the attorney. going to do this. You're going to do that. And the father uses his entire time just to talk legal strategy with his son. And what happens? Omer, if the father is wise, he says, It's true that the only reason I got in here is because the warden got me in in order to go out and speak about legal issues. But once my son's cell is open and I have access, I should take advantage. My son's right here. Let me hug him. Let me kiss him. Let me tell him how much I love him. You hear, you hear this, muscle? You hear this, muscle? The father's only getting in because the warden gives him some time. Why? Because you have to give the prisoner time to consult with legal counsel. So the father's going in. He's got legal issues to talk about with his son. So if the father is a fool, he'll go in, talk about legal issues, and then what? He'll leave. But if the father is wise, he'll recognize that I know. I know I'm only here because of legal issues. But once I'm here, once I'm here, I'm, it's my father and it's my son. I'm going to hug him. I'm going to kiss him. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity. So the Piagetna says, what was it? What's the name? What's the message? This is incredible. Any time in life that you feel something, 
any time in life that you have a feeling, that's like the cell has been opened. The cell has been opened. And now I have a chance to visit with my son. Who's my son in this case? My neshama. So I could just go in and talk with the son about the things that are necessary, the utilitarian pieces. Or I could say, listen, neshama, we've got a lot to talk about on a metzius, on a practical level. But now that you're here, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to kiss you, I'm going to do I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and make the most of this moment. He says, this is incredible. He says, this to me is something absolutely incredible. What the Piagetzna says is the way, the first step to inspiration is in those moments where you're experiencing some level of elevated feeling, of elevated emotion, use that as an opportunity to connect with your neshama. Well, so I'll give you a good example of this. I, I don't know why. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, a person goes to a chasana, right? I don't know. I find chasanas very emotional. Very emotional, right? You go to a chasana. I, don't, I think I was a woman in a previous guild room, right? <laughs> right, 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 right? You go, right? You come, right? You, it's something so beautiful. The shechina's there. The neshamas are there. It's incredible. You know, so we'll say, what do you do in that moment? And by the way, you can say it anything. It's anything. Everybody has emotional moments where they, where they see something. So that moment says the Piaget's. Now, now is, that, is that an inspired moment? I don't know. I don't know that I'm not, I'm not inspired at the chasana. I'm not inspired at the wedding. But I, I feel something that I don't normally feel. So the Piaget's that says, what do you do with that moment of feeling? What do you do with it? So we'll say, so, so often what we do with it is we say, oh yeah, I cry at weddings. That's, that's what I do. Right? I'm emotional at weddings. It moves me. It moves me. Says the Piaget said, that's like the father where the cell is open. He goes in, he talks to the son about the legal case and doesn't even give his son a hug. The cell is open. In those moments of, of feeling, the cell is open. You see, I will say, what's amazing so often is that, and we'll talk about this a little bit, a lot of times in life we're scared to feel. We're scared to feel. Like, if I begin to feel something, whether we realize that a lot of times, like, I put the kibosh on that. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a feelings guy. I'm not a feelings guy. And I will say, everybody's a feelings guy. Just some people are ready to embrace it, and some people run away from it like scared little children. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, in that moment of feeling, says the Piagetzna, the cell is open. The cell is open. Do something with it. Now, that's not a spiritual experience yet. That feeling that you have, and I will say, by the way, you could plug in the feeling whenever, in, in whatever situation you want. It comes in so many different ways. There are different things that make us emotional. But in that moment of heightened emotion, the cell is open. Built on that, you know, I, I'll give you an example of it. Like, I think I mentioned this before. Rabbi Yitzchak says such a beautiful idea. The Rebbe says, he's also talking about inspiration. And the Rebbe says, like, if you ever feel inspired, if you feel like an inspired moment, the Rebbe says, you have to do something. And he says, even if you open up a Chumash and just read a Pasuk, Vaidabra Hashem al Moshe Lemar. Good. You've done something with your inspiration. As opposed to just like a feeling comes, and then what happens? What happens? 
it goes, and, and, and I have nothing to show for it. Plug it into, so the Piaget's not, is, is talking even, he's not even telling you to do something. What he's, what he's telling you is, in that moment where your heart is a little softer, you're feeling a little bit more, that's the beginnings of inspiration. You got to do something with it. Now, the what we're going to see in just a moment. Piaget's that goes on. A hundred percent. So, Mayor Singh, in other words, this idea that by Hasidus, that a focus even on mundane physical things, like the 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 the, the kiddushin eating, the kiddushin making a lechem, is exactly this idea. Exactly, this. because what the Piagetsna is saying is, all you need to do to create inspiration is to create a sense of heightened emotion. If you could create sense of heightened emotion, that opens the cell. Once the cell is open, then a shama, which often remains incarcerated within, within us, the, the cell's open. Cell's open. Now, you could go in and do something. Now, now what you're going to do, how you're going to do, that, that's what we're going to see. But all I need to do, and I will say, by the way, all this is happening on a physical level. Right? This, these are not spiritual things that he's describing yet. This is something physical happens, and I feel just a heightened sense of emotion. Fantastic. Cell's open. Cell's open. First step. Well, you're going to say something? During Shmanas, right? You should, um, instead of like focusing on things a person may need, Shadach and children, parents, whatever, should the focus be away from that, just on the relationship, like here's your opportunity, why are we talking, like lawyer stuff, things that you need, so focus more on the relationship. Barak Shekivanta. So the Piazza is going to talk about that. What you're, what you're describing, of course, is the ideal of tefillah. Right? The ideal of tefillah is, why do I daven? For relationship. But I'm going to do you one even better, which is based on what the Piaget's and the saying is, no, daven for all of your stuff. Because if you're davening for something and you really feel that you need it, and that need creates a sense of emotion inside of you, then suddenly that need has opened your cell. So it turns out that davening for the need is in and of itself the first step to inspiration. It's such a dramatically different way to look at things. And it's just, what it, I just want to point out, what it's doing is, is it's taking this concept of inspiration, which so often is just like this amorphous, ambiguous thing. Right? Everybody wants to be inspired. What does it mean to be inspired? What does it look like to be inspired? How do you get inspired? No one can answer any of these questions. The Piaget says, is, okay, let, let's start at the beginning. Amplified emotion is the way to start. That opens the cell. The Piazzetta goes on. He says, So we'll say, he gives an example of this. This is really to your point. He gives the mashal. He says, every person, right, has something that he worries about. Right? Some, some, some worry that he had or that someone else that he knows had. So we'll say, so here he's describing every person has that moment in life where I'm suffering with something or someone that I care about is suffering with something and I care about that person so much that what? That what? It's as if I'm suffering with that thing. You know, I think we could most closely relate to this with children. Right? When my child... What, what, how does it go? You're, um, what's the expression? You're, you're only, only as happy as, as, your child. as your saddest child. Right? Oh right? So, so, you know, I don't know if it's totally true, but, there's, but there's, there's an element to it. In other words, when my child is suffering, my child is suffering, I, I feel that pain. Okay. So look what he writes. 
He says, Asher Becholais, Shezocher Osa, Umitzayir Osa Bedimyon Chazak, Kiilu Hilineget Enov, Libo Misrachi, Kumisragi Shaf Bocha. So, what's the Tapiajetsna says? He says, You know, Bosei, you know how sometimes, like, you have a situation in life that is incredibly painful. Incredibly painful. So, so what happens? So, Kadush Baruch Hu blessed us with the ability to suppress certain things. And the truth is, that is an incredible bracha. Right? Why? Because if we didn't have the koach of suppression, what would happen? What would happen? Right? You'd be effectively paralyzed in life. So what I have the ability to do is, even though, again, I'm, I have a serious problem or problems, I have the ability to kind of push it back a little bit to the recesses, right? And, and, and function and focus on other things as well. But says the Piagetzna, sometimes in life I have that thing that is so painful that the moment that I bring it up to the frontal lobe, right? And the moment that I begin to cogitate on it and think about it, it causes me so much pain that I begin to cry. And, and even if I don't cry, cry, I feel very emotional about it. So the Piagetzna says, Seer o son gam ata the Piagetna has such an amazing approach. Listen to what he says. I will say, sometimes, sometimes the way to go ahead and create inspiration is to create heightened emotion. How do you create heightened emotion? By sometimes thinking about the That's thing. That's what I was going to tell you. That what? What I was going to say was, why don't you treat this whole thing like building blocks? So we're at this level. We really don't know what to do. So I would say, what I was going to say, and I've been thinking about it 30 minutes, is the original thing you said, I think, about the beginning of the class was imagination. You had to have imagination. So instead of, instead of trying to figure out what God looks like or whatever, you're close to him, imagine your pain and if you imagine your pain it's going to get you inspired again that's like you said it's the lowest level but what i if i were teaching this class i would say i would uh, say i'm happy to take off you ready let's go let's go no, but if i were i'd say okay guys we're on a base level so this week i'd give some homework and i'd say okay for the, you know not every day but like maybe two or three times in the next week Think of something that's very painful, be by yourself, and then you know, build it up and imagine you're with, with God turning to him. Okay, now you've had a week of thinking about pain. Now we're going to go to the next highest level next week to get to the... That's what I wanted. Excellent. Uh, and you're saying exactly what the Piagetzna is saying. Excellent. That's exactly, what he's, that's exactly what he's describing right now in these lines we just read. Beautiful. And beautifully said. Which I will say is, and it sounds like a strange thing, because who wants to conjure up their pain? Right? I just want to point out, it's so interesting that like, we live in a society that is so pain-averse. Right? We, we don't like pain. We don't like pain. So whatever you need to do to get rid of your pain, whatever you have to take, whatever you have to write, don't, don't, don't feel pain. And what the Piagetzna is saying is something absolutely amazing, which is sometimes the way to become inspired is to dafka summon up your pain, which is such an incredible idea. With, first of all, I will say just from a resiliency perspective, the ability of embracing your pain. Don't, don't run from your pain. Don't hide from your, pain, from your pain. Embrace the pain. 
acknowledge the pain. And the Piaget says, and he, what he's telling you even more, like Ramat just said, is bring it. Bring the pain. Bring it. Bring it because that ultimately, again, that what that does is, in the Piaget's words, in other words, it, it brings you right before God. It brings you right before God. And I will say, remember again, what's the chap? When I come right before God, the cell is open. Right before God, I don't struggle with imagination. I don't need imagination, right? Because the imagination is already there. In other words, when I'm in pain and I'm right before Hashem, I don't need to imagine what God looks like or what it means to I'm there. I'm there. The pain has opened the cell, brought me right next to my neshama, right next to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So says the Piazetzna, it's incredible that sometimes the first step to inspiration, the baseline to inspiration, summon up a painful moment Allow those waves of pain to go through you. In that moment of amplified emotion, you feel a sense of closeness, you feel a sense of connection, and that is what inspiration, at least the beginning of inspiration, truly is. Such, a, such an amazing and incredible idea. He goes on, he says, at page 22, <laughs> So now listen to this. Okay, so the PHS is creating a model, right? And, and in the model, again, remember, let's just trace our steps back here for just a moment. We started tonight by saying that there are two concepts that are interlinked, right? Mindfulness and inspiration. We trans- and the Piaget's name is like, they're, they're really, one requires the other. Now what we're looking at in the model over here is that really it's inspiration, which ultimately yields mindfulness. So therefore my first goal is to create a sense of inspiration. How does one create a sense of inspiration? Piaget's name points out, amplified emotion. Amplified emotion allows you to create that sense of inspiration. Why? Pain is an easy one to remember because if I allow myself to feel pain, pain by definition brings me close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because I often recognize in times of acute pain, there is no one else who could extract me from my pain except Hashem. I, so therefore, by definition, there's a reliance, there's a connection, the cell is open. Now again, I will say, is that, is that the purest form of inspiration? No, but it's okay. I don't need the previous one. What do I need? What do I need? I just need. I just need to get. I just need the cell opened, right? Like his muscle. All I need is the cell. Is the door of the cell to be opened? Once that's opened, that's the beginning of my journey of inspiration. And then I will say again, there are multiple steps after that, but at least that's the first. Now the Piagetsna says, "Vimiyash." I will just one more line. We'll stop over here for tonight. But he says, "Actually, we'll finish this." He says, "Vimiyafshalolis oramidagoshavra." But so let's say a person says, you know what? I don't have any pain in my life. I'd love to meet that person, right? I don't, I don't have any pain. And maybe, or, or, maybe a person will say, or maybe a person says like this, I have pain, but the truth is my pain is like from earlier times in my life. And so when I think about it, it doesn't really bring up that much emotion. That can happen, right? In other words, we all have past painful moments that Baruch Hashem, I've dealt with. I've dealt with and thank God, hope maybe they've even had a good resolution. And now what I'm holding in life right now, what I'm holding in life right now, you know, when I think about it, it doesn't go ahead and bother me or it doesn't go ahead necessarily and elicit intense emotion. So what should you do? The boss said, this is incredible. He says, Shabbat <laughs> said, remember death. Remember death. 
Remember death. Avalo berayon gredo klali. Hagemar omeres yodin harishon bechuli bezach kisor shirak yodin. Yediyah klalo sheino shaveres haleber pitprut. He says, when I say remember death, I don't just mean remember that one day we die. Think about death in a very personal way. In a very personal way. Look what he writes. Yitzayer es hadover shaover al kol ish laachar arichos yom shnosav. Think about it, say, what death will look like for you. And, and, and a good death, meaning I, I, I live a long life. I live a long life. Right? I'm old. I'm old. So we'll say, what, how would I look at the world? Imagine I'm in my final moments in life. When I look at the world and I look at my life, how do I look at it? Am I happy with the life I led? Am I okay with taking leave of the world? If I see my children around my bedside and I realize I'm about to die and take leave of them, am I ready to leave my family? And when I leave this world, at the end of the day, I don't know where I'm going. I'd like to think I'm going up, but I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know at the end of where I'm going. Imagine the scene around your bed. Your children are there and they're crying. Father, Father, don't leave us. Your family, your loved ones are calling out to you. And I hear and I understand everything. And I could do nothing to soothe the pain of my family. My family is watching me leave this world. I see that I'm leaving this world and there's nothing I can do to make the situation better. And all I want to do is live. All I want to do is live. All I want to do is be in this world. All I want to do is be with my children. All I want to do is be with my family. But yet, I feel my soul being removed from my body. And then I see, even now as I passed, I see, because the neshama sees everything. I see, my neshama sees my body being taken for burial. And I see my children crying. Father, Father, how did you leave us? How could you have been torn away from us? And I see my daughter throwing herself on the ground and crying out, Father, how could I go on without you? If only Hashem had taken me and not taken you. And my children are crying and tears until it feels like their hearts are going to burst. The sounds of their cries put fear in both the living and the dead. Everyone sees my family mourning and they're moved by the mourning of my family. And I was what happens when the Levi is over. Everyone goes home. Except who? Except me. Except me. I stay there. And again, I stand there 
all alone. I lay there all alone. As So what is the PhD that's referring to over here? What it's referring to over here is there's an easy way to go ahead and evoke emotion. If you think about the fact that one day you're going to leave. You're going to leave your family. You're going to leave your family behind. And as much as you love them and they love you and as much as the Neshama is eternal, the relationship we know which is in the physical world is going to come to an end. And there's going to be pain. And there's going to be sadness. And there's going to be heartbreak. And I'm going to see all of that. The Piazetna says, As betach yisrachich gam leif ha'even umin ha'merirus v'israk shuzu yale al tefillah ritzuya. Says the Piazetna. If you allow the pain of this experience to course through you, the heart becomes softened. The cell, the door of the cell is opened up. And the amplified emotion allows me a sense of closer connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's inspiration. That's inspiration. He says, He says, ultimately, again, an experience like this, I'm not going to be lacking inspiration. I'm not going to be lacking mindfulness. Everything comes together. So we'll stop over here for tonight. But again, the Piaget's not really describing this incredibly profound dynamic. This incredibly profound dynamic of sometimes the first step to inspiration is just allowing myself to feel specifically pain. Now, the truth is we're going to see it's not just pain. You could actually achieve the same thing with incredible simcha as well. But we all know, everyone knows. First of all, growth doesn't come from, from blessing. That's usually the case. And also, just the way it is in life, that I can have the greatest problem and be filled with gratitude to Hashem, the closeness I, that gratitude engenders is never the same closeness that pain engenders. There's something about the vulnerability of pain that just throws me into the arms of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I will say, isn't it incredible? It says the Piazetzna. First step, to, first step, ultimately again, to inspiration is allowing myself to feel the pain of my experiences. And if you're one of those fortunate people who does not have painful experiences, the Piazetzna paints a pretty striking image, a pretty striking vision of the Omamis of the Day of Death. And I will say, I want to point out, he doesn't, it's not that the Piazetzna is a downer, right? This, this is not like, this is like, oh my gosh, I came out on Thursday night like this, right? I got like this whole image of what it means to die. Like, this is like pretty heavy stuff. You know, I, you know, I could have been on Netflix, you know, like, like you know, I, like, hey, I say, so again, I, I, I just want to point out, we'll say, what the Piazetzna is doing is, do we want to grow or we don't want to grow? Right? So we'll say, so again, people who don't want to grow, they're focused on one thing. Feeling happy. Feeling happy. I, I just want to feel happy. I just want to feel good. Okay, that's great. If you want to feel happy, there's a lot of, lot of great ways to help you feel happy. But I will say, but if I want to grow, if I want to grow, growth is difficult. And growth is almost always cultivated with a pathway of pain. It's always the way that it works. What the Piagetzna is saying, I will say, is pain is part of the fabric of the human condition. All of us have pain. So the good news is, because we all have it, we can all use it. I just have to be brave enough to allow myself to let the pain course through me, to embrace the pain. And I think what Ramat suggested, what I will say is, is because now what I want to begin, because uh, I, I want to, 
What, I, what we need to start doing now is we've learned enough now to begin, right? So Matt called it homework. I was going to call it, you know, I guess you call it homework. Right? So, so, which is to begin to like, we've got to begin to like put this into practice. And so I, I think it's, I think Matt's suggestion of, of figuring out how three times throughout two, three times, whatever amount of time, but going through this process, when you have the time, and by the way, I, I, it's not during davening. I just want to point out, this is not during davening, right? People are going to see you crying and this and that. It's going to cause a whole... This, and also, because davening, truth is you throw a focus on davening. This really is carving out 20 minutes when you are alone. Alone, not, not with your spouse, not with your friends, by yourself. In a quiet place. And go... Sorry. Not gonna happen. <laughs> you, you got, I'm sorry. Can we wait till we get to the Well, no, I, I think both. I think both because again, you need both because in every time in, time in life, right? In life, in life, ultimately, again, there's pain, and then there's also and there's also good. Stuff. So words, you have to know how to work. You have to know how to work the, the mechanism. Or work, really, the truth is, I don't know what the PhD is giving us. is giving us a program, right? You have to know how to work the program, right? Both from a perspective of pain and a perspective. Of joy, we'll get to the joy marriage session next week. I will say, but but to try this, to set aside twenty minutes, you're right. It may, it may, may, it's, it's hard. No, 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 no. You know, it is. It, it is. No, it's hard. It's it's hard. I will say one of the hardest things today is the ability to find solitude with oneself. With oneself, uh, I will say for for a variety of different reasons. But if we could just carve out twenty minutes for ourselves, and ultimately again allow to go through this process, summon up for yourself your most painful life moment. Your most painful life moment. Go, go, go for the gold. The, right, the most painful life moment. Relive that moment. Allow that pain to course through you. Embrace the pain. Accept the pain. And ultimately, again, when that happens, when that happens, see if you feel any closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Piagetzna tells us that if we really go through the process and embrace the pain, door of the cell is opened, the father gets to visit the son, I am pushed into the arms of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the result of that painful experience is the beginning sparks of inspiration. So that's our, that's our homework. Can I say one more thing? Please. So in, in, in Hasidus, it's called Hisbodidus. That's like the generic term, right? Am I right? Absolutely. So I've been doing Hisbodidus for six years every day except Shabbos. I can't do it more than like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I run out of things to say. I run out of things. But I can tell you, I don't, I, tw- to do that for 20 minutes would scare me to death. No, but remember, this is different because his bodedus is actually sometimes like a clearing of the mind and just the conversation. We got. The PHS is describing something different over here. The, our goal over here is to draw on something specific in my yeah, life. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I ha- this I is different. I have enough pain daily that I don't have to draw it on. <laughs> you know. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. That nice. so, Matt, you're already ahead of the game. I do feel. I do feel closer. Much. I mean, six years later. After after the I experience. I mean, I can't. I'm so far ahead of where I was that I think to do it for 20 minutes in this. I mean, I'm just just I'm, right. in full respect. I just think it's a long time to. Try to do it. You could do it for however long you want. I happen to think that if we're doing what the Piagetsna says, first of all, you need to sit down and think about which painful experience you're going for. Right, right. In other words, and I, I will tell you what's happened because I've tried this. 
I'll tell you what's fascinating. What happens is there's a lot of time that's spent on trying to figure out which painful experience I should I should focus on. Because what you begin to realize is I've got a whole bunch of stuff that I pushed to like the deepest recesses of my mind that I actually I haven't thought about for years. I haven't thought about for years. So I, I said 20 minutes because I know, I, I think that probably 12 minutes of it is like going through the reel of this is your life and seeing That's like, possible. oh, that happened, that. But the, the timing is, every person does their own thing. I was saying 20 minutes. It could be three minutes, whatever it is. The point is to try to go through this process and ultimately, again, the Piaget's necessity, if I'm brave enough, because it's not Pashat, if I'm brave enough, that's the first step to inspiration. So we'll stop over here for tonight. Heavy, uh, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff tonight, Amir Sashem. We do get to joy as well, Amir Sashem. Shkayak, everyone. We'll say Myriv. Myriv. It's all good to see you. Good job. Good job. Good job.